on his wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife on 99.1 FM Talk. I'm this week's host, Ashley Sanchez. Bears are up and about. Endow has a lot of resources available to help you avoid conflicts with bears. Here to talk about the resources and tips on keeping Nevada bears wild are Endow biologist Heather Reich and Colin Ranch, Homeowners Association General Manager Lori Olson. Welcome, you guys. Thank you. And as usual, we have Aaron Keller here as well. He's always in these. (laughs) So, Heather, obviously this is a topic you deal with year-round, especially this time of year, though. Absolutely. So, you know, our bears are out of the dens at this point. We're in the first week of May, and even the females with their little baby cubs are out and about. Um, We're already starting to get reports, although, thank goodness, we had a good snow this year, so we've got plenty of natural food out there, but inevitably bears are going to drop down into residential areas and uh, run into people. Uh, So this is a time where we really start lecturing people about garbage, bird feed, electric fencing, everything that they can do to secure those attractants and keep the bears from coming up close to homes and uh, bumping into us people. Exactly. And Lori, you pretty much led the effort to get waste management to offer animal resistant containers in Washoe County. Yeah, it's it's kind of embarrassing for people to say that, but okay. I'm saying it. (laughs) She did. She needs to take credit for that. Um, I started working at Collin Ranch in 2012, and never in a million years did I think I was going to have a bear problem. I just didn't think it was going to happen. That was up in Tahoe. So within a year or so, I realized we had a bear problem, and it was easy to determine. It was trash-related. I'd worked with Carl for many years up in Zephyr Cove. So I I, I knew exactly what we needed to do. Um, It's just eliminating the source, and we had sources everywhere. So what we did was I first worked with the city of Reno. I implored them to put this animal-resistant container into service. What they did at first is they didn't offer the container. They offered the service if you bought one, say, from Lowe's or Home Depot. And they were a pretty good container. In fact, I worked with Heather and Call to make sure we had one that they thought was um, viable for the bears in our area. So um, they they offered the service, and then it took about two more years for them to amend the franchise agreement, and they actually offered a container. So then I had to start working with Washoe County because they actually have two different franchise agreements. Collin Ranch has about 1,900 homes in the city of Reno, but we have 300 homes that are just in Washoe County, not within the incorporated city. So I basically had to deal with both or else I wasn't going to be able to get my entire population a container. So next, uh, we're in the middle of the waste. We're, right now we're in the middle of the Washoe County franchise agreement, and I kind of had a little temper tantrum one day, and I went to a meeting, and I said, listen, um, no, we're in the city of Reno is doing it now. Washoe County is trying to, um, Washoe County's mimic it. So I said, they, just copy the page. That's all you got to do. Copy the page from Washoe County and we can get this done. So they did. So now you can get an animal resistant container, whether you live in the city of Reno or Washoe County, you can get the container and you can get the service through waste management. There is an extra charge, of course, but uh, what Colin Ranch does, and this is how we get people to go, oh, this is exciting, <laughs> is our trash day is Tuesday. Uh, They come early, it's cold, it's icy, I'm retired, I don't want to get up that early, I don't want to set my alarm. Those are most of the complaints I get. So if you buy an animal-resistant container, I will allow you to put your trash out Monday evening. Yay. So that is a little (laughs) bit of an incentive, and it seems to get a little bit of attention. 
It's been a hugely helpful program um, for being able to actually walk up to a resident within Washoe County and now the city of Reno that has had bear conflict issues with their garbage and just say, here, you just call this number or go to this website and they will bring one to you. It's all you have to do. And it's so nice to be able to not make the homeowner responsible for tracking down a bear resistant container, getting it shipped. It's simply, you just got to call your waste management and they will bring one to you tomorrow. And that's what I was going to ask. So it's that easy then. It's that easy. And for a very small fee, there is an added fee. There is an added fee, but it's well worth, again, it's well worth um, the, the security that you get yourself. You know that that can, if, if it does get raided, it, nobody's going to get into it. And once that bear tries once or twice, they're very lazy. They're going to give it up and walk away. Somebody else has got something a lot easier for me to try. And the nice thing is you leave those containers outside of your garage. So people that are concerned about putting their garbage in their garage because of the smell, well, you just leave it outside and then there's no smell coming from your garage and they still can't get into your nice. garbage. So it's a win-win. Yeah, win-win. Well, it's a win-win for the homeowners. It's a win-win for the bears. Because mm -hmm. really our goal is to keep the bears wild, to keep the homeowners safe. Um, but let's enjoy what we have. I mean, if you've ever been to Collin Ranch, it, there's, we have 27 ponds. We have more animals and wildlife than you can imagine. And we have homeowners with lots of video. And I like to share my video with Heather. We have a huge bear wandering around there right now. And we catch him on video, but he hasn't raided any cans. He hasn't started any trouble. So we're good with that. We love knowing that our bears are there. Exactly. We really do. We love wildlife. It's we just do. a matter of keeping them wild. And this is all natural area for them to come to. We have 2,400 acres of common area. Mm -hmm. Collin Ranch is a beautiful place to sleep. Right. And so anybody listening, we, Heather, would you mind like kind of describing what Collin Ranch is like and the urban interface and, and how that kind of works as far as the Department of Wildlife and... Yeah, so Collin Ranch is, as Lori described, it's a gorgeous place. They have a lot of open space, a lot of grassways with trails and ponds. And, you know, the bears are up in the mountains coming out of their dens. And naturally, bears would, in historic times, drop down into Truckee Meadows and start eating all of our nice, fresh, sugar-laden grass. And now when they come down, they bump into these areas, which is perfectly natural. Bears belong here. We're happy to have them. But it's the responsibility of people living in bear country to make sure that they are living responsibly so that when these bears naturally come down, they're still going for natural foods that you can find in all of these areas. Collin Ranch, Galena, Arrowhead, all of these developments that are on that west side are going to have bears coming down. And we need residents and homeowners associations to make sure everybody is living properly and not having these bears find human foods while they're coming down for their natural foods. Right. And I think it actually surprises a lot of people to know that bears will come down into that, that stuff right outside of Reno. And it's not that uncommon to see, they are, see bears they are right in. They are crossing McCarran Boulevard and going up wow. to my West Point. Mm -hmm. They are right. literally, we have pictures of crossing McCarran and coming up the slope. So people think it's not happening. It's happening on a very regular basis. Mm -hmm. They follow the rivers. They follow the creeks. They follow the old irrigation ditches. It's just natural pathways that bears are following. Right. Last down. week we had uh, Trisha in and we were talking about the Oxbow and talking about bear tracks down at the river, down at Oxbow. So, I mean, they could be right down in town. It's not. It's their natural area, their natural corridors to go back and forth, and you know some of them might not get in trouble, and that's what we're trying to trying to prevent is them kind of 
habituating to those areas for the wrong reasons. Absolutely. And we have the Steamboat Ditch. We have 12 miles of Washer County trails, um, 2,400 acres, and the 27 ponds they like to swim. So it is a very good destination for Mm -hmm. bears. It's like a resort. And the fact that we're working so hard to keep them safe, they feel like, hey, we can come visit, and we're okay, and they're okay. Because my my overall goal is to keep my homeowners safe, everybody that Mm -hmm. lives in Collin Ranch. And we haven't had an incident um, where there's been anything even close to a, um, a human bear conflict. And it's important to note that these bears that are coming into these interface areas are active at night. They're, they avoid people during the day. They don't want to be spotted by people. They don't want to bump into people. So it's not like bears are just walking the trails with folks and calling yeah, and hanging not, out with them. They, they have areas where they hunker down and they come out at night. And, you know, that's when they get into the garbage. That's when they get into the bird feeders or find your compost pile or, or your backyard chickens and things like that. So um, when we're ac- asking people to be responsible, this is what we're talking about. And we're very tough on the trash can law mm-hmm. um, it's supposed to be out Tuesday morning if you put it out Monday afternoon sometimes I'm there after five <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll go out and patrol for trash cans and we'll send violation letters so that homeowners know that we're taking this seriously now the thing that I really like about now that the fact that Washoe County and the city of Reno offer the containers is as soon as I have a container that's been breached by a bear I'm going to report it to the Washoe County Health Department because two reports to Washoe County Health you get a letter and you're required to buy an animal assistant container that's a great program and that's it an is. important important well, excuse me important point <laughs> is that um, Washoe Carson and Douglas County all have ordinances that people cannot allow bears or wildlife in general access to garbage um, so if people do have wildlife getting into their garbage they are in violation of the county ordinance with um, I know we've talked a lot about the city of Reno in Washoe but what should people in those other counties do um, as far as getting their bear-resistant garbage cans. Work with Endow. Work with the people mm-hmm. at Endow. They're great resources. They'll give you all the information and all the help that you need. A- anytime I've ever needed anything, Carl and Heather were right there. Uh, when it came to videos, when it came to information, these guys are the resource. And that's the reason I've been successful is because I had Carl and Heather to help me all along the way. Absolutely. We do have resources on our website where people can look at where to purchase bear-resistant containers. Um, Waste Management in Carson does not have the same program yet. We're going to tackle that. And Douglas County, uh, Douglas Disposal, will service a bear-resistant container, animal-resistant container. Uh, But they do not have the same program yet where they will actually provide one for you. But if a resident chooses to purchase one, it will be serviced. And we'll probably keep throwing this out here throughout the podcast, but um, endow.org, go to the Bear Logic page, and there's a ton of resources listed there. Um, bear resistant garbage cans, and also electrofencing, which we'll get into more a little bit later. Yeah, and I think anybody that's listening that, you know, has kind of a, a leg to stand on that wants to get involved in this, they can reach out to you as well to work with their local governments or the local homeowners associations to try and rally the troops because mm-hmm. there's, I mean, benefits to all types of wildlife keeping trash from, you know, access to tr- trash or to, to any sort of waste like that, right? It, and Lori's been a huge help to me when I have been working with other HOAs like Galena um, to help them figure out how they can modify their CCRs for right. their own garbage ordinances within the community. So um, anyone that's an HOA manager, and sorry, Lori, I'm throwing you out here. <laughs> right, yeah, or <laughs> they can contact Lori Olson at the Collin Ranch Homeowners Association and get all kinds of great information. Right, that's what I was getting at. If you view yourself as a spearhead or mm-hmm. somebody that 
you know, you want to take this task on for sure. We can get you in touch with the right people to. Yeah. I'd be I mean, happy to help. I've kind of dubbed myself the HOA bear expert. So. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> this point you are. I've been doing this for a very long time. So, uh, you know, I, I kind of know the people who to talk to, where to get to. I get a little more attention now than I used to. I can walk into a room and tell them what I want and I pretty much get it. So um, I'm willing to help anybody I can. It's all about keeping everybody safe and getting those bears. Yeah. We want to keep our bears. Yes, right. exactly. Keep the people safe, keep property safe, and keep the bears because safe. Because I think it's, it's just there's everyone nothing more exciting I come in in the morning and I get a video. Oh, I got another bear in Collar Ranch. So, um, and it's funny. Heather talks about how they're nighttime. Mm-hmm. We've caught them. They'll they'll get they'll get a little excited at night, and then we'll catch them coming out at like nine in the morning, deciding, uh oh, yeah. I played too long, and now I got to go. And all all they did it, it happened at one of our communities. We had the landscapers there. They just stood to the side. He literally walked by the lawnmower. He walked by the wheelbarrow. He just said, I got to go to bed. I'm late. So, um, <laughs> it's not unusual to see them. You know, early in the morning. That was about nine o'clock, which I think was a little bit late but it can happen and again they're just going they have a, they have a destination just get out of their way they'll leave you alone mm-hmm. that's all you got to do yep yep and keep that garbage secure keep the garbage put up please <laughs> and your bird enough. feeders please please you know, that is the one thing at Colin down. ranch that i can tell you that i'm still battling with are the bird feeders and it's because we do we have such a beautiful environment and everyone wants to feed the birds so i'm constantly begging them constantly telling them what what heather teaches us please take the feeder down at night or just spread the seed on the ground the birds will come they'll all come they'll be beautiful but the bears aren't going to pick up a seed off the ground they're going to pull that thing out of the tree and destroy it so please the the bird feeders are about the only thing that i'm really still having an issue with at colin ranch so i'm going to continue to work on that well, we are running out of time for this part of the show, but we still have so many resources to talk about. So we'll be right back after this quick break. You're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy Nevada Wild, feel free to leave us a positive review at iTunes. If you don't enjoy the show, we'd prefer you kept that to yourself. To learn more about hunting, angling, boating safety, and the great outdoors, check us out at ndow.org. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Before the break, we were talking about securing your trash and also bringing in your bird feeders just to keep Nevada bears wild. What other things should people... I feel like there's so much people need to know about this. Um, There's so many different things people can do. The easiest way to figure out how to be bear resistant is to just think about a bear's nose. And the fact that a bear's nose is actually thousands of times better than that of even a bloodhound. So think about... Uh, where your placement is of garbage, of food. Um, If you have kids that you drive around in a car with and they're spilling their Cheerios, beware of the fact that the bear can probably smell that. Oh, my truck is terrible. (laughs) Clean your truck Not a good example. (laughs) Um, But really, a a bear can smell garbage from 10 miles away. So, um, you know... Think about where you're placing your garbage. If you have bird seed or animal food of any sort, grain or whatever, anything that any animal can eat, a bear will eat from a little tiny chickadee to a llama. Um, a bear's going to want that food. <laughs> so you need to think about all of those items and make sure that you have some way to secure them. And you even suggested like 
for the seeds for the birds putting that into a bear resistant container. Yeah, they make and it wouldn't even it's necessarily It's not even bear resistant. It's just animal, animal resistant yeah. container. Yeah, things with a screw top lid. I know there's some smaller um, cans that have a lid that you actually can screw on that is bear resistant. Um, you know, Aaron was mentioning to me about you know, the dog food containers that have the screw on lids. Yeah, I used to have a lab that would get into the dog food bag and would trying to eat the whole bag of dog food so mm-hmm. I, I had to buy one of those and put the dog food in and screw the lid on so she couldn't get into it so yeah and same deal you can also do electric fencing so if you have a large ranch and you have a lot of food a lot of grain that you need to secure you can always just throw up an electric fence and put it all in there and it'll be secure anything to deter them from coming around and getting in trouble absolutely, absolutely. Um, they're very lazy they're mm-hmm. looking for food and if they That's can't find it there they're going to move on mm-hmm. and they're going to remember if they didn't find anything there but they're also going to remember when they did find something and then they're going to come back mm-hmm. so they remember well but they're very lazy they'll move on when there's nothing and we want them to keep moving on exactly and i like how you put it just think about you know what they can smell and it is like having an animal like when you hide food from animals you know exactly Please don't, right. put your, don't feed your dog outside because that dog food bowl will get raided faster than you can imagine mm-hmm. they'll even go after the just the bowl of dog food that you left outside for the dog right and you do make a good point um by saying they'll move on right so if you do really need a community effort to make this successful because if you're doing it and your neighbor's not you know, if you're deterring bears and then they go to your neighbor's house and they find food there, it doesn't do us any good. Exactly no, right. They're so still going to keep back to the same area is the thing. They right. know to keep coming back. It's just a different house. It's a resource. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. And bears are more active right now. We were, we were saying over the break, we it would be interesting to talk a little bit about bear behavior. Heather. So let me give you a little bit of a, a nutshell um, your cycle in a bear. <laughs> um, our male bears start coming out of the dens kind of mid-February into early March. Females that have no cubs or yearlings with them, uh, they will come out during about mid-March, early April. And then our females who have just had their little baby cubs in February don't leave their dens until about mid-April is when we expect to see them leaving their dens. Now, uh, bears have been sleeping I know uh, we all call it hibernation, but it's not actually a true hibernation that bears do. We call it a prolonged sleep. So there are some physiological changes that happen with bears while they're in the den, but at any point in time, they can wake up from that and immediately be on their feet and maybe a little sluggish, but they can be awake and running in no time. So whereas a true hibernation, the animal just doesn't even wake up. You can pick them up and handle them and they won't wake up. So they're coming out of these dens. They've Their bodies have used up all of their, well, not all, but a, a good chunk of their fat reserves for, through the winter. They're coming out and they're hungry. <laughs> so they're immediately looking for food to start getting their energy reserves built back up um, and to be able to be active for the year. So that's when we see them coming down to where all of the snow has melted off. We've got beautiful green grass coming up, which is chock full of sugar. Um, we're going to start seeing our wildflowers coming on. Yeah, everything's starting to bloom now. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're going to see at the end of the month, we're going to start seeing our yearlings being kicked away from mom because breeding season starts in June. So we're going to start seeing bears moving around a bit. A lot of these big males that we never see are going to start dropping down in areas looking for females. So again, very important to keep everything locked up because we don't want these big boys that have are wild bears coming in and bumping into garbage and saying, Hey, this is a lot easier than scraping for bugs. Um, 
They're going to breed into July. And at that point, what we're going to start seeing is our higher elevations have got vegetation coming on. The berries are going to start coming on. And so they'll go higher up looking for those resources. So that's when we see things calming down in the Truckee Meadows and the Carson Valley. But things will start heating up in the higher elevations, the Tahoe Basin and things like that. August is when we see them enter into what is called hyperphagia. Big trivia word there, folks. Yeah, Remember that all one? Biologists <laughs> on us. Uh, that is simply the phase that bears enter into when they start having to put on uh, around 25,000 calories a day to fatten themselves up for denning. And so they're going to utilize those berries in the, the nice green grass up high. And then what we'll see is um, they'll start coming down. They'll start following those berry crops down as we start getting our first frosts up high that are going to drop the berries. They start coming down again. And then they start finding all the fruit trees and our wonderful gardens that are beginning to harvest and all of that kind of stuff. So fall is a very busy time uh, because bears will do anything for those calories. And those easy calories to find, that's what they're going to go for. Absolutely. Uh, So our females that bred in June and July, they will start denning up about mid-November um, so that they can conserve their energy for giving birth in the dens. Um, females with the year now yearlings, the ones that have just been born this February, they will den again with mom next 2018-2019 winter. They will den with them. Um, they will uh, go to bed eh, early December. And then our males typically are not all denned up until Christmas. So really, we only get about maybe a month and a half (laughs) that we don't have bears on the ground. And even then, we do have stragglers that are just like, man, I'm not going to den this year. So like you said, it's not an actual hibernation. It's not. That's so interesting to me. So living in bear country, it is a year-round responsibility. It actually was Nevada that documented for the first time that bears up in the Tahoe Basin come out of their dens on a weekly basis to access garbage throughout the winter. Oh, jeez. So they smell, they smell the garbage and they come out of their dens like, and they'll feed it up and get exactly. some food. Like, oh, I smell. It must yeah. be garbage day. So Nevada was actually one of the first states to document that happening. Wow. Heather made a really good point about fruit trees and that's one of the things that Colin Ranch we have particular concern with. In fact, we now have a program where if you're uh, uh, putting in for a new landscaping, a new home, we have a couple of new developments, we do not allow fruit-bearing trees. You can only put flowering. We don't allow for fruit-bearing. Oh, a lot of people that. have had a little angst over that. But when we tell them we have bears here in Collin Ranch, they're here almost year-round. They'll take down your fence. It's not worth it. Let's get a nice flowering tree, and we can do that. So we do not approve uh, fruit-bearing trees anymore. Interesting. And we have quite a few around. We had a problem with a couple apple trees a couple years ago. (laughs) We worked with the homeowner to take down the trees. We didn't take out the bears. We took down the trees. Hmm. And there is a lot of old historic apple orchards. Yeah, the orchards for sure. We'll probably talk about that. When we get closer to the fall, like yeah. if we do, I think we should probably do a follow-up podcast of this yeah. sometime. Just <laughs> it's kinda, a lot of information. It's a yeah, lot we'll going on here, so, yeah. they move around a lot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, the orchards can be a real attractant, and it's funny you think well, it's just apples, but whatever gets them closer to the houses is not is definitely not good. Exactly. 
So H- Heather, do you thought it was a good practice not to allow them anymore? That that is smart. And do you have any advice for people that do have fruit trees? It's the same advice that I would give people that have uh, gardens mm-hmm. and uh, backyard chickens and beehives. Um, I would recommend electric fencing. Mm-hmm. And it's all, it's all food. And electric is an amazing deterrent for bears. It's it's a you know it, it's. It, it, properly installed and maintained it can it can really save a bear from getting into a lot of trouble um so we have a lot of resources on our website with that there's actually a a guide on the website that gives you more information than you ever wanted to know about electric fencing (laughs) for bears and there's some videos on there too to um show you how to properly install it Um, but it can be used for fruit trees you don't want to put it just around the trunk but it would actually be a very wide area all around the outer reaching areas of the branches so that when the fruit falls it's within that electric fence Mm -hmm. Um, but you know it can be costly it can run you know 100 200 but it's a really great insurance Um, when you think about how destructive a bear can be it can save your beehives all of that effort that you put into building your chicken coop it will save the save you from having that torn apart by a bear and they will destroy a tree climbing it so it's all good insurance and then anything we should talk about i mean as far as visitors go i mean a lot of the people in nevada especially in bear country they're just visiting absolutely and um you know we do have brochures that we put out that will uh, talk about playing and living in bear country Uh, just very important when you're camping to utilize the bear boxes that the forest service has in their campgrounds if you're backpacking there are bear resistant containers that you put your food in and of course don't put food in your tent i actually when i'm backpacking i won't have my food anywhere near any my tent or my clothes i actually carry it completely separate from anything just to keep that smell from even being on my mm-hmm. clothes. Um, and just it, it's just really simple to pack in, pack out, don't leave your garbage behind. Um, if you're visiting and staying in a rental home up in the basin, a lot of those folks have bear-resistant containers for you to use. And please just take the extra second to unlatch those containers, put your garbage in there and latch those containers up again, uh, rather than just leaving garbage outside the bin because, you know, it's too much effort. (laughs) Right. Or even tourists, you know, if they're using an Airbnb or they're trying to, one of those things, they just, you know, when they're done with the weekend, they just put it all on the curb. Don't think anything about it. We want to try to educate those people to. Yeah. And if you come to Collin Ranch, because like I said, we do have 12 miles of what's considered Washer County trail system within Collin Ranch. So a lot of people come from all over Washer County to walk the trails right. along with the bears, of course, but the bears are mostly there at night. So what we've done is we put out blasts to all of our homeowners, right? We just put one out. Heather calls and says, Lori, everybody's up. Let everybody know. We put out email blasts. We have about 2,200 homeowners and about 1,200 are on an email blast. So we get out to at least 50% of them. We have signs all over the trails warning that we have bears. And we have we were dubbed a bear smart community last year by Endow. So we have those signs all over the community. So if you come into Collin Ranch, you're going to know that that there's something to do with bears there. Yeah, there's no mystery, right? <laughs> yeah, there's no mystery. <laughs> yeah, you got bears the signs, everybody's talking about it. <laughs> yes, yep, for sure. yes. And they make it easy for folks. That's kind of what we count on is um, HOAs, Airbnbs, for service, um, private campgrounds. We really count on them to make it easy for people to be bear resistant and smart in bear country. Again, it's a team effort. Absolutely. People. Absolutely. Yep, yep. We want people to enjoy what we have to offer, but please help us keep our bears wild Mm -hmm. (laughs) while you're here. (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, thank you both for coming in. We got so much good information, and we have some follow-up podcasts in the works for sure on this topic. Anytime. Yeah. And thank you, Lori, for all you yeah. do for I'm, our bears. I'm, I'm always happy to help. Um, like I said, I, I, it's just been something that I, I've embraced since I landed in Tahoe in 1999, and I, 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 just, I never expected it to be a 20-year uh, endeavor, but I've enjoyed every bit of it. And uh, the, the resources at, at Endow are great. The people I work with are great. And I would not be as successful as I was without Endow's help. Thank you. And again, you head to endow.org. Go to that Bear Logic page and you'll find all kinds of information. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and find our profile on SoundCloud to listen to more Nevada Wild podcasts. Thanks for listening. again next week for our next adventure nevada wild it's a production of the nevada department of wildlife